amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. You're listening to DraftKings Network. What's up, guys? It's an NFL Week 1 version of Unreasonable Odds presented by DraftKings. I'm Julian Edlow. Brendan Glasheen will be hosting. We will be breaking down college football Week 2 after reacting to an insane college football Week one, we got an abbreviated podcast this week. Busy week over at DraftKings with the NFL kicking off. So we're going to keep this tight, rip through some games for you, grade and give out some best bets, uh, and then be back for NFL week two and college football week three. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome into Unreasonable Odds, presented by DraftKings. Your host, Brendan Glasheen, with Julian Edlow. Today, we've got a lot to get to in a short amount of time. Yes. Let's, uh, yeah, we do. Uh, let's recap week one college football. Wow, what a disaster on many fronts, uh, because a lot of what we did expect, at least at the end of the weekend, Labor Day weekend, uh, did not go as we expected. But what'd you make of it dating back to Thursday? We saw Utah and Florida, and then all the way through Duke and Clemson. Yeah, I would say, you know, in order of the way that I am, I am ranking college football recaps. The biggest story that I'm going to lead with is Clemson. And I think that says a lot going to Clemson first uh, over what Colorado was able to do because Clemson absolutely, you know what the bed they were, uh, you know, college football playoff contenders uh, they had all the pieces in place and they dropped that game, not just drop it, but get smoked at Duke. Um, they had a first and goal from these are three separate drives in the second half. They had a first and goal from the one, a first and goal from the seven and a first and goal from the one and got zero points. Uh, they're the first team in like a million years to uh, go scoreless in the second half, but not punt. They spend the entire <laughs> half in Duke territory. On the goal line and couldn't score. So the inept offense of Clemson leads the way. The second story for me was Colorado. Are they the real deal? We'll we'll talk about the Nebraska game briefly on here. But, you know, 21-point dogs to TCU. They passed the eye test in serious fashion. Uh, you know, Sanders, Sanders' son, the quarterback, looked legit, making real plays on offense. Um, you know, they have... Uh, Heisman candidates playing both sides of the ball. They have the running back that scores four touchdowns. They pass the eye test. Now they go from like a line of seven and a half to nine home underdogs on the look ahead. 
to now three, three and a half point favorites at home. This will be the biggest pros versus Joe's game of the season. Professional yep. betters are going to back and trust the numbers back Nebraska. Public's going to say, I know what I just saw. I'm taking Colorado. And I think that adds an interesting wrinkle to the game. Yeah. And it sets up a fascinating dynamic too for Matt Rule and what he can uh, glean from that game and how he can also motivate his locker room. Uh, Nebraska lost last second late or early last week to Minnesota. Uh, yeah. The, the Thursday game. night game on the road and they were up yeah. 10, they were up 10 to three with the ball. Yeah. Fumble back for a touchdown interception back for a field goal. It was like as bad a way as you can. Nebraska looked as poor as you could look, which also fuels mm. into the, the Colorado hype for this game. Yeah. And look, T- like, TCU lost some pieces, but we, we, I thought they'd be formidable. And it was a great game. Um, they, they didn't look inept like some of these other teams did, like LSU right. and Clemson. But um, let me ask you this. And like you said, we'll get into week two and we'll hit on Colorado, Nebraska. That's it. Three right now uh, on the DraftKings Sportsbook as we record on a Tuesday after Labor Day. Let, real quick on Clemson. Mm-hmm. One game. But is it panic button time? New offensive coordinator, Klubnik's the starter, unable to finish drives. I thought the running game, Klubnik was responsible for some of this ineptitude, but the running backs fumbling the ball at the goal line on goal line stands. How concerned are you? How how concerned should you be? Like nine out of 10. Wow. Because you you have to run the table now to have any kind of season. And how are you going to run the table if, if... You just scored seven points at Duke. So it'll be some overreaction. There'll be spots to take Clemson. Clemson plays. I don't even remember who they play this week. They play. They're obviously it's from a Monday to a Saturday. So they're on four days rest playing a no name school. They're going to be laying like 50 points. I don't even know the line. And I would bet them because they're going to just blow doors uh, and let some of this steam off this week. Um, What really, you know, what I'm really worried about. is the Florida state game at the end of the month, how is Clemson going to look at home in the ACC? They don't lose at home and Florida state just blew doors. How is that game going to look? Charleston Southern. And right now, right. Charleston Southern is the matchup for uh, Clemson. Clemson's going to just steamroll them. (laughs) You sure? I'm sure. Yes. So now they're at now they're at home against a much lesser opponent. I, this is the week to work out the kinks. I think it's a week that you keep your foot on the gas, right? After all the mistakes you just saw, you keep your foot on the gas now in a game where I would have no take on this game if if Clemson just casually won like a twenty one to fourteen game or something, um, which they were close to doing. If they didn't fumble on the goal line, this probably would be along the lines of a twenty one to fourteen Clemson victory. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that you have to keep your foot on the gas in this game and and we'll see Clemson look like they would normally look in a week two type of game in this matchup. Yeah. I'm not seeing a line right now at DraftKings, and also the same can be said about Duke Riley Leonard. I thought he looked awesome. Uh, that first play of the second half was pretty electric and it was, I think it was the longest run of his career. Um, but they've got something cooking there after their nine win season last year and they're playing Lafayette six o'clock uh, at night game on Saturday. Yep. I'm not seeing a line for Duke. So perhaps that's uh, the books. Those will pop up. They'll pop yeah. up. Yeah. It could be some reaction to that and the books trying to make the right corrections or the right reads on what that should look like. Um, you, you want to spend a quick second here on LSU, Florida State. Florida State explodes in the second half. That was a 17-14 game. LSU had the lead at halftime. 
uh, is it just the is is it Brian Kelly making lackluster choices uh, down the stretch? Or how much credit do you give L- uh, FSU? I know you brought up the game FSU has against Clemson at the end of the month. That's a fascinating game and will mean a lot. Had implications regardless of what was going to happen this past weekend. Yeah, this game is a combination of a few things. FSU looked really good, and you know that was part of the fear in this game that you know regardless of who you're backing, you're going against a good team. I felt like so FSU was really good. Maybe they looked a little bit better than I anticipated, but yeah, it was LSU's deficiencies, their inability to adjust in the second half to, to stay in that game when they went into halftime with a lead and then their inability in the first half, LSU should have been up, you know, two touchdowns at halftime, but they keep getting deep into FSU territory, not quite as bad as Clemson, but failing on these fourth downs, uh, again, though, now you're in Orlando against an FSU defense going on fourth and fours. That's a little different than Clemson not getting in on first and goal from the one. But it it, it was concerning. So uh, one thing I'll say about LSU, they're one team that, you know, tends to get better as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. So it's losing to FSU in Orlando in week one. You can't press the panic button like you do with Clemson. But um, it becomes a lot tougher of a road if you're going to make the playoff. You pretty much got to win a Saturday night game in Tuscaloosa now. So as you can tell already, folks, no guests this week. We're kind of piecing things together uh, coming off the holiday. It's a busy week here at DraftKings. We got a lot of people traveling to Kansas City, including producer Samir. Mm. We got a million commercials to record. Hence a abbreviated unreasonable odds before we launch the longer show with more guests next week. So you put out an article to preview week one. And one of your look ahead spots was Texas and Alabama. And now Bama is favored by more than a touchdown. Now you got the line at seven. Yep, I got a bad number. It's, it's now at seven and a half. Uh, so is there any chance that the, the right side at the end of the day might be Texas if the line keeps moving uh, in, in their direction as far as getting points? Yeah, I still think this could be a Texas spot. Um, maybe not quite as much conviction as before the season. Alabama looked really good. Jalen Milrow had the three passing, two rushing touchdowns, something that an Alabama quarterback hasn't done. But, you know, he looked good against he looked good in the way that Clemson is going to look good, I would think, on this upcoming Saturday against a, a team that you know is just coming to Tuscaloosa to get rolled. Uh Texas played very well in this matchup last year at home. They've added more depth and more big names on, on both sides of the ball, other than losing Bijan Robinson. Um, I think Texas should be able to hang. Uh, Alabama does not do well in these, uh, when they're favored by just one score, generally they're big favorites, but they have not fared well when they are a short favorite, which they are in this scenario. And you've got two starting DBs for the tide who are dinged up, who might not play in this game. Um, Texas uh, did not blow doors whatsoever against Rice. They kicked three field goals in the first half, um, which, you know, really diminished their their ability to score. But that said, I you know, I think they probably weren't showing everything uh, with an Alabama matchup on, on deck. So I still think that this should be a one score game. This should be an exciting game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alabama maybe regresses a little bit from how amazing they look, uh, you know, when, when, you know, the deck is kind of stacked for them. Hey, you mentioned Bijan being gone. That was a tie game last year at the half. Texas blanked him in the second quarter and then Bama outscored Texas in the fourth quarter. Um, so that's a good call, though, on the that was te- Texas had a field goal in the air to win that game. 
last year? Yeah, Texas missed a oh, field right, goal. Oh, right, and they missed it. Yeah. Yep. But what you, that, yeah, that's what I mean. The field goal was in the air to win the game, and it did not go in. Mm. Uh, so that's, you know, razor-thin margin there last year. So th- there's a couple other spots, and there's a, still murkiness sur- uh, surrounding Utah now against Baylor. They're a road favorite by more than a touchdown. Something else I noticed, too, and I'm sure betters that have their eyes on Notre Dame, they're now more than a touchdown favorite against NC State, who opened against UConn. How how do you proceed with some of these spots now where, where we've got favorites by more than a touchdown on the road? Is it too much of an overreaction over these first two weeks? Or how do you look at those two games? Yeah, it's a really great board, honestly. We got Texas Tech, Oregon. We got, um, you know, Purdue, Virginia Tech, I like. Um, yeah. So obviously we can't touch on everything this week. But in terms of those games, I'm, I'm excited to see Notre Dame go against some real competition. You know, they rolled a Navy team um, that really didn't live up to expectations at, at all and then come home and uh, stomp all over a doormat. Now they got to go on the road to NC State and they're laying more than a touchdown. So this is a quarterback NC State knows well, Sam Hartman coming from Wake and, and right. uh, the ACC. The last time Wake went to NC State didn't go very well for Sam Hartman. Um, so I think that familiarity adds an interesting wrinkle. I don't know if ultimately I want to take a side in this game. Yeah. Um, I want to see if Notre Dame is good enough or not. But I would consider taking the if I if I was betting the game, it would be taking the points with with the home dog. Um and before I quickly mention Utah Baylor, the another situation I already did the same was I took seven with Texas Tech at home. Texas Tech loses that double overtime game at Wyoming. Laramie's a really tough place to play, right? And they have kind of the look ahead spot to Oregon. And then Oregon couldn't look better. They score 80 plus points against Portland State. Again, we're talking Which, about these formats. And they went down seven, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quite the comeback. Um <laughs> So like, this is one of these spots we're talking about. The look ahead line on different books across the country was three, four points. Are we sure that we saw anything, you know, in week one that makes it worthy of now moving this to like a touchdown? I I don't know. So I I think that Texas Tech is going to be up for this game um, and it's going to be a tougher atmosphere for for Oregon. So I I like Texas Tech a lot this week. Okay. And before we move on to the NFL, we're going to go to NFL and then we'll wrap up with best bets. Samir will weigh in, Julian as well. So what to make of the line movement, Nebraska, Colorado. Let's spend a second here on how you see the game to shake out and how you might want to bet this game. Now that Colorado is up to minus three. Uh, Yeah. The honest answer at the time we record, I can't bet Colorado minus three because of the numbers that have been available. Like, but I think that the Joes are going to be victorious over the pros this week obviously the pros are going to be right the majority of the time i think that colorado seriously passed an eye test for me even if tcu is half as good as we thought they were let's say tcu isn't 17 which is what they were ranked let's say tcu is you know a middle of the pack school in the the 40s or the 50s of the national rankings yeah colorado still did whatever they wanted they were throwing the ball running the ball um you know at will and Sanders looked very poised making all the right plays. So like now going home, I know uh, it's now, you know, in their heads, but I trust that mentality that, that Colorado seems to have. It's not like this is a bad game. This is Nebraska. I I believe it's a 12 o'clock national game again. So like the spotlight's going to be there and Nebraska did not look good. So 
I don't know if I'm going to take a position, but I think that the public is, is going to win this one. 59 and a half, the total. I have Nebraska no- just scored 10 points. Right. So. But I guess that could be an indictment of the, the Buffalo's defense. Because. Right. So I would say that the Buffs are going to give up a lot more in this game. How many can Colorado score in Nebraska? What's the difference between Nebraska's and TCU's defense? These are things that even with a game in the book, we we don't know. So we'll we'll find out. It's going to be an interesting game. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Colorado team totaled 31 and a half points. And they're over on touchdowns. Three and a half is juiced. Minus 165. Uh, <laughs> going to learn a lot in week two. We learn just as much in week two as we do in week one. You can't overreact to week one. You can't. You can't, and it's hard. It's hard, but maybe Colorado is that exception. So that's something to monitor throughout the course of the week. Keep an eye. I think Julian's point is don't don't jump now, or, or if anything, you missed your chance. So maybe you want to hold back a bit. Um, um, I'll but, say go to NFL win total wise. Colorado was heavily juiced to under three and a half preseason. That win yep. total back up on DK Sportsbook. It is minus one fifty five to over five. So that's one of the biggest reactions movers that i can recall from a week one win total maybe we'll see something similar for a baylor or a duke or a clemson as well if it comes up but um that i mean betters are now saying that this is going to be a team that's going to make a bowl game and win six games unreal unreal what one week can do nfl week one of course we won't have a, uh, much of a we, we can spend some time if you want on uh kansas city and and, and uh detroit that opens up Thursday since we're recording on a Tuesday. Again, we're coming to you earlier in the week uh, because there's a lot going on with the NFL starting up on Thursday night. But uh, any any strong positions that you might have right now? I mean, that's a way for us to set up best bets before we go. If it might be a college pick, which you already mentioned, you like Texas Tech. Um, but in the NFL, what might be catching your attention? There's some line movement, I think, that's interesting on Seattle and the Rams because Cooper Cup. His status is questionable. Even Chris Jones, speaking of Thursday night, Chris Jones, that holdout might continue uh, heading into Thursday. What's on the mind NFL-wise as far as sides and totals for week one? Yeah, um, so I'll leave the Lions-Chiefs game for for best bets um, because I'm going to okay. parlay it with, a, with another game. Um, but just quickly to touch on a couple of games, I know we got like 30 seconds a game here, but I, I think that the... Um, I laid three and a half. It's four currently at DK Sportsbook. Laid three and a half with Denver against the Raiders. The Raiders are taking a lot of money because they look better than expected in preseason. People are fading the Broncos because they didn't necessarily turn the corner that everyone thought, and they're dinged up at receiver. Big time. I just think I want to fade McDaniels. I want to fade this Raiders team, and I think Denver at home is going to be better. So Denver was a team that I played, and the other game that you mentioned that I do want to touch on, Seattle and the Rams. I don't have much of an opinion on Seattle this year. They should make the playoffs given how weak the NFC is. But the Rams are almost as strong of a fade for me as the Cardinals at this point. Cooper Cup's not going to play in that game, the way things stand. And the Rams are just otherworldly bad. No offensive line. Other than a few big stars, they don't have many pieces. Seattle, oh, you gave out you gave out Stafford's under on the passing yards last week. So that's consistent. Yep. My favorite season-long play. I think Seattle, I was very close to just using Seattle uh, as as a best bet. Okay. All right. But you're not going to go there. You're going to wait for... Uh... I'm not going to go there. Is there any week one uh, take that you have, Glash? I do. So at what point this week does Green Bay become a favorite against the Bears? Oh, 
Um, you have any thought on that? Because like, I think it, op- it, it opened. Green Bay is still a dog. They're plus one right now. Would it shock you if the Packers, I know it's not Aaron Rodgers, and there's lots of questions about Jordan Love. And even though he looked pretty good in the preseason action, we did see him in. I still think he missed throws. However, there's a chance here we could find out that Matt LaFleur, for all of his flaws, and he didn't get along with Aaron Rodgers, he's still an above average coach in that conference. And there's a lot of newness going on with the Bears, where Bears got a lot of love right after the Super Bowl. Your chances on taking NFC uh, conference odds on them, Super Bowl, all that dropped significantly. And I do think Justin Fields will be better as a passer. But uh, I, I think the I think the Packers are being slightly and and their numbers all to be fair their numbers come down to come out of that division. That division to me is really I'm as Levitan, Adam Levitan joined us last week. There's a lot of steam coming in on the Lions, and I think everyone realizes how lucky the Vikings were last year. But just looking at this particular game, I wouldn't be shocked if Green Bay is a favorite by the end of the week heading into Sunday. Favored would maybe surprise me a little bit, but it's essentially a pick right now. Minus 105 and minus 115 on the money lines. There were better prices, obviously, earlier in the summer to play the Packers. I like the Packers as a team more than the Bears. I would fade the Bears hype this season. So I I tend to agree with you. That's another one where I'll just kind of sit back and and learn from it. But I like overall the Packers more than the Bears. And before we do best bets, we now do have to talk about one thing very quickly because it is now out there that Travis Kelsey hyperextended knee. And his game time for thir- for the Thursday night game. Wow. As we record live, again, you'll be listening recorded. Uh, Chiefs came down from six and a half to six. Money line came down from minus 290 to minus 238. Um, now back up to minus 250. If Kelsey Still six and a half on DraftKings as we speak, but that will very well change. Moved back because I saw six, um, which is that's how this goes. But um <laughs> Kelsey doesn't play. That affects the total way more than the game to me. I would st- I would just like a buy low spot on the Chiefs to to be honest. But that total, which fifty four and a half, that would have to drop because uh, Kansas City probably not moving it quite as well. Is under worth a look now? I'm not going to mess with it because then Kelsey plays, and you know this is a pretty solid spot for an over if both teams are at full strength. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to mess with it too much, but uh, worth noting for okay. sure. All right, let's go to best bets. Um, I'll start. How's that? I let's like raid last week, right? In two seconds, I lost LSU. Samir lost South Carolina. Glash should have lost Penn State. And then Penn State made a point to cover for you. I had, I had no, we had no reason for that cover yeah. to happen. Thank you, James Franklin, for caring about the spread. They said it was because uh, West Virginia did the Chiefs like ring around the rosy. Uh, Stick it to them. We're going to go down there and score. Yep, exactly. Even though it required a third and 10 and a fourth down conversion. And, and the game's over at that point. But two score oh, yeah. game. They could also make a case. That's why they had to try somewhat. But there was a point there with about a minute and change. They could have just let the clock run, take one knee games over, but they did score. And I was happy and couldn't believe it. Julian week one look for me in the NFL. I like the Houston Texans plus 10 against the Baltimore Ravens. I won't, I don't think it's fair to 
Because not every coach, we see a lot of young quarterbacks now with new systems, new coordinators. But Lamar Jackson was one of the quarterbacks that did not play in the preseason. Um, I get why, because of the health concerns. They want Lamar available in December for big games, but no Odell Beckham Jr. Didn't see any of him. We did see Zay Flowers. They've added, I think the Ravens have a very formidable cast. I think Mark Andrews, as Levitan brought up to us last week, could see a lesser role. He'll be out there, but a lesser role in terms of an impactful scoring tight end. Um, but it's everything's new, new coordinator, new play caller. Uh, and same could say, same could be said for the Texans. I just, I think the Texans are a little better personnel wise than they've been in the past. I'm not a big CJ Stroud guy. The Ohio state track record is not great. I realize that, but I think D'Amico Ryan's and what we've seen out of that San Francisco pipeline can keep this game competitive. Also week one underdogs of eight points or more 25 and nine against the spread. That's a 74% clip over the last 20 years. Uh, I just, Will Anderson's going to make an, a, a difference on that defense. There's a lot to shake out with the Ravens. And as we've talked about, this is not a concern for this week and maybe hopefully for their sake, the first couple weeks, but I don't know if they've got, they're top heavy, but if they, anytime if they get dinged up, any injuries occur for that, that football team, they're very thin. They become thin fast. I don't trust J.K. Dobbins in their running game. So the Ravens probably win the game, but I think the Texans keep this competitive. I will take the Texans plus 10 week one. The one thing I will tell you um, is that in the last five years, the Ravens have been week one favorites of a touchdown or more three times. Now, last year they were on the road. They beat the Jets 24-9. Year before, they actually lost in overtime in Vegas to the Raiders in the opening of that stadium with the crowd, if you remember that one. The three previous years, they were favorites of a touchdown or more. They dropped 38 on the Browns in a 38 to six win. They dropped 59 on the Dolphins in a 59 to 10 win. They dropped 47 on the Bills in a 47 to three win. Harbaugh teams have a history of coming out strong, going out of the gates. That would be my only concern. Yeah. But if I bet the Ravens in any way, I'm not laying 10. I'm betting the team total over. Okay. Which is, I'm, I don't have that in front of me right now, but uh, 26 and a half, I believe is the way that I would look. Yeah, so the question becomes, how do the Texans score? Um, that's a fair question, too. I like the pickup of Schultz at tight end. Uh, and yeah, a lot of this relies on C.J. Stroud and comfort level. But I will say, like I just said, though, a lot of uh, the coaching is new for Lamar. He got the contract, and I'm not, I'm not saying he he's taking a step back. This could be a great Lamar year. I just think uh, there's, there's a lot to shake out. First, we'll see Lamar um, since the end of last year. So that's what I'm going to go with. How about you? Best bet. I'm going to get, I'm going to hand it to Samir. I'll close, I'll close this out because okay. I would be honest. The chief's money line or as a teaser leg was part of my best bet. And now I'm <laughs> Kelsey news doesn't help you. I follow one minute to think about it while Samir gives his best bet. Okay. Go ahead, Samir. All right. Uh, I'll make it quick. Cause I know we're under the gun here. We got to get glass out of here. Uh, yep. I, I really like Cincy to cover two and a half at Cleveland this week. I just don't believe in Deshaun Watson and the Browns offense. I mean, Nick Chubb can only do so much. Since he, you know, there's, there's rumors going around on Twitter that there's a contract offer already available for Burrow. I think if he does play, he's going to come out and show why he deserves that. Another thing, if he does play, I do like Chase Anytime TD. It's at plus 100 right now with him questionable. Maybe get that now before he's locked in as the starter, because I have a feeling that would probably move if he is confirmed. 
but uh, Cincy minus two and a half at minus one ten. Lock it. You concerned at all about Burrow's injury? Because that that might be why the contract isn't locked up yet. He's got proof more than Justin Herbert in my eyes. He should be he should be paid by now. I'm not disagreeing that the contract doesn't make sense, but it should be out there. But is the is the hyperextended knee an issue here for him? Or no, pardon me. The it's the calf with Burrow. The calf for Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you for certain that he's not, you know, that this isn't going to be something that bothers him down the road or something that comes up uh, year after year. But I think the ceiling with Burrow is, you know, a a Super Bowl contender. And um, he's shown that already early on his career. And I don't, I don't, I'm not a doctor. I don't know how these injuries affect long term. I know, you know, he's not. He scrambles, but he's not a rushing quarterback. So he's he's a pocket guy. And I think that ultimately, if he's able to stand up and, and, mm-hmm. and not lose anything off the fastball there, that it doesn't concern me giving him the contract. But, you know, it's not baseball. They're not giving out 10-year contracts here. He, he'll be good for whatever the terms are for his new deal. And if it's injury-ridden, then you reassess after this first deal is done. Yeah. And right. you know, go ahead, Julian. I'll be no. I was just gonna say I'll be brief. I was gonna give. I was gonna get into the bet. Go for it. I'll I'll start this by saying I already have plenty of Kansas City and Washington teased, and I still advise that as a strong bet, and I still have it as a bet in my article. Can't take bets away, so th- those are out, and I stand by them. Um, I think Kansas City will win on Thursday night for a best bet on this podcast, and just to be a little different, we're now going to move it to Washington and Seattle. Just like I said, Washington and Seattle, money line parlay. We're going to go against what I believe could be the two worst teams in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals and the Rams on the road, down a ton of pieces, dinged up. Perfect spot for Washington. New ownership, breath of fresh air. You open at home in front of excited fans against the worst team in the NFL. I like Sam Howell. I think Washington is able to get that done. I would lay the seven uh, individually with with Washington if you want to play that game straight. And then again, Seattle at home against uh, against this Rams team. I'm factoring no Cooper Cup. I'm factoring Stafford dinged up and getting hit with a a bad offensive line protecting him. I'm not in love with Seattle by any means, but that's a game that they absolutely should win. That's minus 116 on Seattle Washington Moneyline Parlay. Very good. All right. An abbreviated version of unreasonable odds this week. We will be back fully loaded for NFL week two and college football week three with a guest. That's our plan. So thanks for putting up with myself and Julian Edlow for Edlow and Samir, Brendan Glasheen signing off. Thanks for listening to Unreasonable Odds presented by DraftKings. Enjoy NFL week one getting underway Thursday. Enjoy the college slate and we will talk to you next week. Odds and lines are subject to change. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.